Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about Racehaver Sprint Cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive Sprint Car Series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Series Director, and I'm joined by Frank Berman, writer, reporter, and historian for the series, and Stephanie Dodson, former driver and announcer for the series. We try to post this show each week and bring you the updates on Racehaver and bring you stories of Racehaver talent here in PA and across the country. Welcome to the show. Okay, we're here with Frank and Stephanie this week. We got a big show for the Keystone Race Saver Challenge this week. A couple of great guests. We're going to have two guests this week. So welcome, Frank and Stephanie. Hello. Good to be here as always. Let's get started out with you, Frank, with the, uh, the little brief roundup of the Race Saver news across the country. Okay, roundup's going to get briefer every week from here yeah. on out, of course. Lots of people have packed it up for the season, but uh, we had some major races around the country, so we'll take a look at them. The only other action in our area this past weekend was the Steel City Stampede up at Lernerville Speedway, which included an Allegheny Sprint Tour feature. They had uh, heat races on Friday night, feature on Saturday night, one of 14 divisions involved in that three-night uh, enterprise. It's kind of amazing that they, I, I don't know how they pull it off, but in any case, they did. And on Saturday night, Greg Dabrowski, who I guess we expect to see this weekend, yep. was the winner of the Allegheny Sprint Tour race at Lernerville over uh, Andy Cavanaugh and Jake Gamola. An engine borrowed from Randy Sterling, by the way. Uh, and so guests keep on winning, even their engines. <laughs> that's right. How about that? Well, that's the last race of the season for Allegheny. So uh, that will be it for this area. I think now just about everybody, uh, Carolina Sprint Tour has their last race, I think, this weekend. So in the area, we're pretty much done after this. Uh, kind of have to go out to Indiana to get to something else race saver wise running. And this was actually the last race of the season as well for the Indiana race savers. They were at Kokomo Speedway and Jordan Welch was the race saver winner over John Painter and Bradley Gale Ridge. I think I mentioned last week that they had a very tight points battle for their championship there. Uh, Ethan Barrow wound up finishing in fifth place in the feature and he won the Indiana Race Savers uh, Series Championship by three points over Bradley Sterrett, who finished eighth. So uh, that's pretty much it for this side of the Mississippi River, as best I can tell. Uh, well, they, no, I have one other one. It's kind of funny that it is. But Sprint Series of Oklahoma wrapped up the year with the Pat Succi Classic at Red Dirt Raceway. And the results of this one that I saw said it was an incredible race. Uh, Andy Schaus was the winner. Uh, he spent a lot of time during the race battling with a guy named Kyle Clark, who didn't finish in the top five. So I don't know what happened to him. But um, runner-up was Joe Bob Lee. Love that name. Uh, finished ahead of Tanner Kahn. And Tanner came from... 17th starting position to finish third. So congratulations wow. to Tanner. 
Yeah. Danny Wood from Norman, Oklahoma, where they're kind of known for things other than race savers, print racing, uh, claimed the series point title. So maybe we're going to change what Norman, Oklahoma is known for now. The, um, about the only other thing that I could find was the, the uh, Southern United Sprints who run in Eastern Texas and in Louisiana had a race at, in Louisiana, Sabine Motor Speedway this past weekend. Trey Schmidt won the race. But I think what we're getting into here kind of is, you know, it's late in the season. People aren't posting stuff quite as quickly and thoroughly as they did before, because all I've got after that, and I'm going to quote this, finishing second, third, and fourth were the Harris father and sons. <laughs> okay. So let's just, let's give a big cheer for the Harrises in whatever order is required. <laughs> Well, if, you know, if we uh, maybe we need to have them on the on the podcast that look like the Brady Bunch screen on Zoom. That's right. Yes. So the the Texas Sprint Series, which runs in the other half of Texas, was at Abilene Speedway, but the track, the sanctioning body, none of the the online results uh, people had anything about the race. So I have absolutely no idea what went on, except I assume it did. And if we find out something, uh, we'll let you know a week late on that. Yeah. Mark. We're re recording Monday. So yeah, we are <laughs> trying to get ahead of it this week. Yeah. And some, some of these guys don't post until a couple of days later anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can see that's, we're really getting down to it. I think there were a couple of these series I saw, have races scheduled for next weekend, Halloween weekend. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, back here last weekend, uh, the, the uh, one guy kind of stunk it up here. Uh, Doug Dotson uh, picked up the both features, the makeup feature and the and the regular feature Friday night at BAPS. Really excited for, for Doug and uh, been running good all season. Uh, a couple of notes that I had from the weekend uh, before we get in a little bit more about Doug was that uh, uh, Dave Groove, I was kind of thinking maybe Groove would pick up a, a win in that first race. He went, he's been winless this year, which is surprising. And uh, Dominic Malaire, who, who all of us kind of thought was going to pull one off here yet this season, just one more chance for Dominic. Decent runs on, on Saturday, but didn't get it. A um, lot, of, lot of good runs this year. I uh, guess last week, John Wolf had some more troubles. I haven't got to talk to those guys. I, I wonder if they, Mag is still giving them some issues. I saw a car stopped on the road uh, on a track. And Ian Cummins um, picked up a fourth place finish. That I, I completely got by me, but a great big finish by, by Ian. All right. Well, next we'll have, uh, we'll be talking with Doug Dotson. Sounds good. All right. We're here with our guest, Doug Dotson. Doug was on our very first podcast, whether he liked it or not. And here at the end of the season, Doug has uh, earned his stripes, I guess, earned his place on the podcast with exciting two feature win. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. 
Now, Frank was just telling us it happens about every four or six years, but that's a that's a pretty special thing to pull off the, the double there on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, going into the night, I mean, that we, just being able to do well in the makeup feature and then go from there was uh, really all that was on my mind. Um, you know, I think everyone goes to the track, think, you know, hoping they have a chance to win, but uh, I'm not uh, cocky enough to go in there thinking ah, I'm going to go in here and win both of them. Well, and it started out, it started out kind of strange and, and kind of in a true race saver tradition, you had a little help to get going. Yeah. Um, we had a, you know, an issue where we went out for warmups and, uh, you know, really right after I started getting on the gas, the, uh, to pick up the pace, uh, just noticed that, uh, the engine sounded obviously sick and, uh, knew something was wrong. I pulled off, uh, we came in and we started checking out, you know, tearing into it and found, uh, a rocker arm laying off and, you know, loose and a push rod out. And we knew what that meant. Uh, and we started looking, uh, down in and found that the, uh, you know, as, as the rocker came loose and the push rod, you know, was off the, the rocker and the lifter, the lifter shot out of the cam, shot the lifter out of the lifter bore. And, uh, it was like a game of operation. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, cause you know, we can't take the thing apart. Uh, one, we don't really have time and two, you, know, you end up breaking the seals to do it. So you got to kind of fish through any little hole you can to try to find it and pull it back over and get it back down the lifter bore. And, uh, you know, all that was uh, going on and, uh, you know, we always, most of the times park next to Devin Adams crew and they jump right in and, uh, you know, really uh, helped uh, find that thing, helped uh, honestly with some ideas on how to, how to find it. Cause it was uh, an elusive little bugger as we were fishing around for it, it almost seemed like it wasn't in there. Uh, but uh, John Adams, he really uh, was a humongous help. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's uh, also last week, at, you know, the previous week at Port Royal when uh, I got into an incident in uh, hot laps and, uh, you know, had the rear of the car smashed up and I got guys all over the place going, what do you need? What do you need? I got Garrett Bard carrying over a rear bumper again. Hey, you need this. And it just is, uh, I've raced a lot of different divisions and never experienced anything like that. And it's, uh, it's really something special we got. And I, I saw the same thing happen with Jake Waters when he had his incident. I mean, just everyone jumps in, I think, you know, and I know, um, you know, when I see people with trouble, I, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, someone fast, I, I don't relish in the idea that I could, uh, do well because they're sitting on the sidelines. I want to be on the track. So, uh, everyone seems to do what they can to, you know, get everyone back out on the track so that they can, uh, truly compete. Yeah. And even, yeah, I, think, I think a lot of divisions you, you would, people would say, you know, why would I help them? I'm here to beat them. Uh, they screwed up. It's their problem. But that it's really not the mentality here, is it? No. And even, I mean, um, people were asking me, you know, have you heard it from Garrett Bard? Because he was not in attendance Friday, which was unusual. You know, he just won the national championship, won the PA Sprint Series championship, and then took a really bad wreck at Port Royal uh, the week before. So didn't make it to BAPS. And his absence was 
really noted and people were really asking about him in a concerned way, not like, oh, he's he's not here. I have a chance to win kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a great community. Certainly uh, a neat a neat thing that Doug had the opportunity I actually ended up passing Adams for the for the win in that second uh, feature event. But I'm, I'm sure that you know, that crew knows, hey, they're all there to race. And, and even though they, you know, they didn't, they didn't pick up the win, they're happy to have helped out and, and made sure that all the competition was there. You, you know, you want all the cards on the table. So. Devin um, has this thing where um, he started that, you know, well, Doug, when you go by me, you know, I'll be sitting there, go, Doug, go. Well, this week it turned to no, Doug, no. <laughs> yeah, earlier in the year when they were struggling with their, their car, uh, you know, they had their uh, a car they put together for this year they were really, really struggling with, and it really racked Devin's confidence. He was, uh, you know, he, he was not uh, himself in thinking that he was uh, going to be fast, and, and so he made the joke. He's like, all right, when you go by me, I'm gonna, you'll hear me going, go, Doug, go. And now it became a running joke. And obviously they put together another car. He's back to his true, you know, competitive form, but uh, it's still a running joke. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm sure that uh, uh, Adam's team will have their, their share of wins in the future. And, and, and certainly, uh, more importantly, uh, they'll always have good friends because they are definitely good people as, as well as a lot of people in the pits. Um, so running an early race and I got my notebook okay uh so you run it an early race and then you run the late race did you make a lot of changes I'm, I'm writing down here um so I can tell our guys oh okay um I I think the cumulative uh uh changes we made might have amounted to about a a half a pound of air pressure uh, throughout the entire night um that's no help <laughs> So uh, it's just one of those nights where it was like, you know, thank, thank goodness we were, uh, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, the combination of track conditions and, and how we had this car set up just seemed to, to marry so well because uh, I didn't get really a chance to field out warmups. And the first time really got up to speed on the track was in the makeup feature. And, uh, and uh, it, it, it was just working very well to my liking and, stayed that way the entire night yeah uh, if something's good it's it's hard to to go away from it especially if the track isn't i guess this time of year the ch track doesn't change a ton through the night so um it definitely that definitely worked out with that in mind though i couldn't help but think about this is coming down for that two laps to go you're right on devin's bumper by that time um What's going through your head on that last lap between then and when you made what looked like almost a suicide move up to the outside coming out of four on the white flag lap and took the lead? Well, I mean, I did, uh, up until the, the, the caution with uh, five to go, I was, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't, I knew my car was pretty good, but I mean, I couldn't even see Devin. He was up in lap traffic and I was just racing with Derek Houck, hoping I could get second. And the caution came out and I, I, I went around Derek Houck and, and stayed with Devin. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a, I got a chance at this thing. And uh, <clears throat> I really wanted to test out the top in three and four. I didn't want to do it on the last lap because, uh, you know, I, 
too late. Too late, yeah. So I wanted to check it out a lap or two before, and when I went to the top of three and four, it was, I, I it was one of those where it's like, oh my gosh, I should have been up here all race because uh, it just works so well. And uh, but it also was it it's a, you know, you're you're when you're racing. I mean, you know, people talk about thinking about stuff. I mean, you're really doing a lot of reacting and and just kind of you know using intuition, but. Uh, I do know when I went to the top in three and four, it all of a sudden, you know, it was like a, uh, you know, a shark smelling blood. All of a sudden I got this like real good sense of, oh, I can taste a victory in this because that <laughs> felt really good. <laughs> well, well, it cool. just looked like a cannonball. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're really happy for you. Um, you know, I think uh, it's, it's a great moment, obviously, for Stephanie as well. I know that Stephanie does a lot of work to kind of keep her announcing separate from the, the fact that, you know, her husband is racing, but it, it's certainly um, exciting to see uh, you two and, and your entire crew achieve that uh, un kind of unprecedented evening there on, on Friday, well-deserved wins. And uh, we appreciate you racing with the series and everything that Stephanie does. Um, so, and thanks, thanks for coming on the show this time, uh, not as a, a guinea pig, but, uh, uh, we're uh, earning the my wins. way on. Is that what you're saying? I'm earning my way on. <laughs> well, and after he wins two in one night, I'm going to claim him in victory lane. So yeah. I had to put that in there in the victory lane interview. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's great. And, uh, again, we appreciate it. If he wins this weekend, you really should kiss each other. <laughs> yeah, get a big old smooch out of that. Um, and speaking of this weekend, our next our next guest, we're going to be rolling into two guests this week. Uh, you're not going to get all the spotlight, Doug, but we're going to be talking to Steve O'Neill from Port Royal Speedway. I'm sure that'll be great because, uh, you know, racing at Port Royal, uh, you know, we, Steve O'Neill has a big presence with the racers in the pits. And uh, if there's any place we go that we feel truly uh, like the track is so happy we're there and, and, and feels we're an integral part of their program is Port Royal. Steve is always uh, very uh, concerned with uh, our, uh, you know, our well-being as a series and also just uh, really making sure to promote us as well uh, where, um, you know, a lot of times you, you know, promoters are really focused on the headline headliners. Uh, Steve's just a really cool guy. And I, my gosh, I can only imagine uh, working with him because it seems like he never stops. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks, Doug, for, for being on the show today. Good luck this weekend at the Keystone Race Saver Challenge. And uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Steve O'Neill. All right, this week is the Keystone Race Saver Challenge, and we're very fortunate to have with us this week Steve O'Neill from Port Royal Speedway. Welcome, Steve. Hey, welcome. And thanks for uh, having me on tonight. We're, uh, we're excited. I think this is the ninth annual Keystone Race Saver Challenge um, this weekend. So far, the weather's looking pretty good. Um, Tell us, tell us about the season so far, Port Royal Speedway. It's been a been kind of a crazy year. Well, it has been a crazy year with the COVID and everything. We were, we actually lost three months of racing, 
And during that three months, uh, of course, I report to the fair board. So for three months, I was told if we ever got back racing, do whatever you can to try to make up as many shows as possible, you know. So I did. I worked hard. For the three months we weren't racing, I basically redid a whole new schedule. And we need Saturday to be nice because I haven't had a rain out yet this year. And, well, there you go. You had to and, say it, didn't you? Well, and I'm and we've had right now, we have matched. Actually, we have more shows in this year than I did last year. And we were down for three months. Wow. I, I think we ended up in a similar situation. We decided early that we would limit our um, points thing to 15 races. And, and realistically, we a lot of drivers got very close to the original 20 be, because of that same, that same situation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we kind of got bumped a little late because you, you rearranged the schedule for another event this, this past weekend. But uh, it looks looks good for the weather coming up. Uh, track prep has been great this season. Tell us about the people that are you know helping you out there. Well, I tell you, uh, Steve Steinle leads a leads a track crew up at Port Royal, and uh, and uh, Beaner, he's my water man. He's been in Port Royal for years, you know. And those guys, the whole gang up there just do a tremendous job. I mean, they take a lot of pride in their work and the tracks always, you know, it's normally always racing this week. Again, we're having a little earlier start. You never know what the temperature is going to be. We just ran a, uh, a three day show this past weekend in the last two days, it was in the thirties till we got done. So this time of year, you don't know what you're getting. So we have the earlier start time. So we hopefully, no matter what, we can get people out at a reasonable time before the temperature gets too chilly. And But on top of that, if it ends up being a nice, warm, sunny day, that really puts a lot of added pressure on the track, guys. You know, but I'm sure the track will be smooth. It'll be wide. And I think it, that is normal. It'll be pretty racy. So, and then getting back to your first question about what our season's been like, and I said, you know, quite frankly, even though it's was it's been a kind of a weird year with the COVID Port Royal Speedways that had, really has had a great year. Uh, and I really think uh, people were just wanted something to do. I, and I, I think we might've uh, made new race fans this year, not just Port Royal, but I think a lot of the tracks have made new race fans because there wasn't a lot of options for people to do anything. Uh, and of course, Port Royal, we have a nice campground you know, at the racetrack where people can come up and bring your camper and, you know, cook out and camp out and come in and watch your races. So, yeah, I'll be uh, kind of sort of uh, anxious to see the future if we didn't uh, maybe establish some new race fans. Uh, you talked about, Steve, how so many of your employees, you've got a great set of employees at the track. As a traveling series, the PA Sprint Series, going to all these different tracks, I get to see how, and as the announcer, I get to see how, you know, the inner workings of the track work. And one thing I noticed at Port Royal is everybody really seems to be enjoying themselves as far as your staff goes. And it makes a big difference um, for traveling series that come in as well. And it really helps us then run things smoothly on our end. You know, when everybody's enjoying themselves um, and it's a smooth run show, I think that goes a long way 
And um, also, you know, this season going into it was a little unpredictable, not just with COVID, but with Don, with Don Clark's passing. And then um, now with Seth Moser taking over, you know, there's all these things and Port Royal really came together all your staff. And I, I would say, you know, as somebody looking in from, you know, the outside, it seems like it's been going really well. It, it really has. And again, I mean, I got a great staff and I said, I, you know, uh, call me the leader or whatever, but you know, 10 years ago when I came back, the first, as when I met with everybody was going to work for me. And from that time on, you know, there's a few things I expect out of people work for me. And the first one is to make sure to as much as you can to try to treat people the way you want them to treat you. I think that's very important in life, don't matter what you do. And the second thing is, like you said, we seem to have a good time. Well, I'm that's my nature's to have a good time. But, you know, if you're not having fun, then you should find another hobby, you know, and that's the other thing I tell them, you know, we work all week. We all have full-time jobs, just like you guys. You work all week, you know, racing on the weekend should be, that's what we uh, look forward to. And it should be, it should not be all yelling and carrying on and being mad and being miserable all night. You know, and if that's the way you're going to be, I would suggest, like I said, maybe you ought to find something else to do on the weekends, you know, so, you know, and, and that's sort of the kind of people I, you know, don't get me wrong. You don't, you always have a few bumps in the road, but you just can't have it all the time. You know, everybody, even myself, there might be times where somebody finally gets under my skin enough that my blood pressure raises for but I hope it don't raise for more than 30 seconds or a minute and let it go back down and be back to my normal self, you know, but so. I think that's why we get the drivers come to the Port Royal as well, Steve, you know, the guys want to have a good time just like everybody else does. And it's nothing you can do about mechanical problems or an accident or something. But, but I think when they come to Port Royal, they know that there's not going to be any of this other stuff going on that's going to send them home complaining about something. And that's reflected in the number of drivers we have show up for the races there. It's, it's a track they like to run at and you guys should all take that as a compliment. Man, and from my end, you know, I don't care if you, what division it is, you know, if, if I'm going to put them on the schedule, they're as good as the next divisions there that night. And that's why I would hope that all my people would treat everybody because, you know, uh, I love your division. I mean, I think it shows. I think the drivers and the owners and everybody else can see it in me. I think I've always told them, uh, whatever I tell them, I, I think I've always followed up on everything I said I was going to do or would do. And I think that's very important to get that two-way relationship. I mean, I take the time and just little things, you know, it's like uh, I try. Uh, a lot of times I don't get around each car in the pits every weekend so if i don't i try to beat it down to like maybe motor starts or warm-ups and just try to give everybody sort of just a thumbs up or it's my way of saying thank you for being there you know and i try to do that to each one of them and uh, like i said it don't matter what division it is it's a i think it's important that they see that i really care that they are there you know and and not just me but a lot of my other officials do the same thing they go around and thank everybody and 
I think that's very important where it kind of makes them hopefully feel like they are wanted, you know? Well, I think, um, you know, Port Royal has always been very supportive of Race Saver and, and we've grown along with you as, you know, since you came in and um, it's, it's really exciting to have a weekend here where we're the showcase and you and I have worked hard to, to put this race together every year and, and give us an opportunity. As you know, we're, we're very supportive of our regular teams and, and this is about our teams and about Race Saver. And, and I, I don't think there's any argument that last year, this race had two of the better feature finishes uh, of the season there. It was, uh, uh, I mean, it's absolutely impossible, I think, to beat the, uh, the racing we had last year with uh, the A-Main and even the Founders Cup race. But, um, you know, Race Savers had a, an important uh, part of the, of the growth of Port Royal and, and, and the history since you've been there. And, um, you know, I, you, you are very supportive of our series and, and how that goes. And again, when I, when I took over um, at Port Row and, you know, there was a lot of negative and stuff like that. Well, quite frankly, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, the racing wasn't that good. These guys, you know, seem to have a lot of trouble. Well, you're thinking back and looking back when I came, you know, most nights they had half a racetrack to race on. You know, you got guys just starting off racing. You know, now you got a track. It's very consistent every time they show up. It's wide, you know. I, I think it, the two of them together, and besides that, I think I've gave them more races every year. Well, it's just like anything else. I don't care if you're playing basketball, tennis, football, or racing. The more you do it, the better you're going to get it. Or golf or anything else. And and I, I'll tell you what, I'm, about every, even this year, I mean, I don't know how many time races we got in this year, but I don't think we've had a bad race all year. I mean, when it boils down to the, the features are exciting and, and it's just, you can, guys can see, and I see it every week. People don't leave the stands, no matter when you ones run, you know, and, and that's why this week I was so happy with the fair board, uh, Seth Kozier and the race committee. When I met with them and threw my idea out, I said, you know, I hope we get a nice warm Saturday or a decent Saturday. I mean, it's October, but I said, I asked them about doing that fan appreciation. And I really hope people come out, you know, because I think if people would come and see it, see the race and how good it is, it's just going to make your club and everything else better because they are, I mean, the people are so nice. The race is so good. And we need to make sure there's, you know, we need to sell it. We need to get people there to watch it. And so I'm looking well, and I hope it hope it does work. So that was a great gonna, idea. Yeah, it's another another great idea, and and um, certainly we're we're gonna get get to work to get the word out the rest of the week. We're we're getting some lap sponsors and things like that. I think another thing, as you know, as we all know, every year when we have this, it's just a pleasant day. Um, you know, we hope to have some nice fall weather. I, I mentioned uh, Stephanie. You know, you drive up there every day on the way home uh, every day. How's the leaves look? I mean, just to drive up there this time of year's got to be pretty nice uh, with the fall foliage and stuff. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to hit it about perfect. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's 
coming up uh, that drive from, and a lot of teams come from the east, you know, but the drive from the Clarks Ferry Bridge to Juniata County is a very pretty drive coming up that river and the mountain on the other side of the river. And then, of course, once you get to the racetrack, you're sitting there between two valleys. Uh, it's, it's just a pretty environment. I mean, so you get a nice day and come up through. I mean, it should put everybody in a positive mood just getting there, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, because, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just the perfect timing for it. So, yeah, well, we certainly appreciate all the, all the work that you've done, uh, all the work that your staff has done, and we'll, we'll definitely be thanking them on Saturday, hopefully in some, some beautiful weather. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time tonight to talk with us on the podcast and, uh, and supporting us throughout the year. Well, and I just want to say thanks to all of you ones because I know the time and the effort you put into it, all of you. I mean, this is, a, I don't think the average fan or maybe even some of the race teams don't realize the hours we put in. So they have races each week. And I, I mean, and I do. So I appreciate everything you, each one of you ones do. And because uh, it's, it's not, it's very time consuming, as we all know. And, uh, and if you want to do it right, guess what it, it adds more time just like you tonight giving up this time and i know i'm just a small portion of this show but you you guys have been doing this like on a weekly basis and just to try to promote your division i'm you know and that's that is so great but i said i think people people don't realize behind the scenes what goes on and it takes a lot of good people to do that and then the, the class can be blessed that they have good people well, it's, it's fun for us, just as it's fun to be at, at Port Royal with your people. Um, certainly, I, I think that, that our people all enjoy it. And, and I know the race teams do. They, they don't always um, show the appreciation. <laughs> but uh, you, I, I, really, I really do believe, especially on this day, uh, every year, we notice that from the teams. They're thankful. And going into the winter, this is probably going to be the last last race i think for you and for us certainly right. so uh, definitely definitely looking forward to it on saturday right and uh, i'm sure stephanie's been smiling since friday your husband deserves that the bad luck he's been having it's about time i was so really glad to hear that that the his bad luck went away for a change so yeah that was well, i'm hoping cool. it continues into this weekend at port royal <laughs> yeah so that, that, was, that was really cool. Those two pictures yeah. would go really well together. You know, Victory yeah. Lane at BAPS and Victory Lane at Port Royal, right? Yeah, yeah well, Doug was, Doug was in that three-way buzzsaw. What did it, where did he end up last year in this race? Was it second or third? Third. third. Well, right. third yeah, yeah. He, tried, he tried to pass for the lead yeah. right on the last lap and slid up. And then the second place, the other guy got by him, so... And, and that's a, another thing that I'm really proud of you guys working with you and stuff like that. Like just li like with Stephanie starting last year, you know, announcing and stuff like that, giving her a chance, maybe getting her to work with different people to help her grow. Uh, the other year you had um, when Jake Walters was hurt and stuff like that, we gave him an opportunity to get involved. So he still felt like he was part of the club, you know, and, yeah. and to me, a lot of people want, you know, to me, it makes me feel good because it's all about helping one another and giving everybody a chance. So, well, I appreciate the opportunity, Steve, because it's been really great announcing 
you know, side by side with so many different people up in the tower and making all sorts of different connections. So I really appreciate you giving me that opportunity. Yep. And I think, uh, I mean, that just, that just means a lot to me. And, and uh, so yeah, just we to watch uh, people grow, you know, we're, so. we're, we're really proud of our, our talent and Frank uh, has been helping out with the, the podcast every week doing, he does a wrap up of the whole thing. The whole purpose of this podcast is we want to tell race saver stories and we've been doing that every week. And, and one of those stories is uh, the opportunity that Frank has had here to, to show his talent. And I, I just told Frank, he's going to do the, uh, the hall of fame presentation, the opening ceremonies there on, on Saturday, because he's our historian and has done a lot of work with uh, the hall of fame stuff. So um, I, I stuck him with that so that I don't have not to, smart enough to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other thing too, I kind of, I'm, I'm hoping it helps your class and everybody else, but being on flow racing. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the other thing, people from not just <clears throat> central Pennsylvania, so you're being exposed yep. to people all over, uh, you know, like the other week, you're part of the World of Outlaws. You know, you're having people from Australia, and that was so know, cool. Yeah, everything out all over the country watching you. You know, they were and, private messaging me. Uh, it was their first time having seen the PA Sprint yeah. Series, and and I think that's. I mean, that can do nothing but to help everybody. You know, and and I, and again, I, I'll say it on here the broadcast. I don't know probably, but like I said, for Port Royal especially the 305 and then the 410s, that, that's the way it should be. I mean, I really believe that. I mean, for years, the other tracks had their other classes and stuff like that. Port Royal had no other open wheel division. And that's why 305s, you know, the race savers have been so important to Port Royal Speedway because now well, we got, you know, it's like, to me, it's like a farm farm system, you know, and, and it's working and a lot of people, you know, don't have the money and all that to move up to the 410s. But, you know, you got to have something for the guys to still be able to, and gals to be able to race and have fun doing it. And that's what Race Saver is all about. And I, I think that's great. Yeah, a lot of people have tried recreational or budget, budget racing. And I, I really feel even beyond the rules and the engine size, a lot of things that that we're doing collectively and have been done over the years have really helped us to uh, develop this as, as a legitimate series. And, and as you know, Steve, I never say it's moving up. I say it's, it's spending more. Um, yeah. we've, we've been able to produce, um, you know, national champions the last two years and uh, the crowds have gotten to enjoy that. But yes, I mean, everybody has a dream and we've, we've seen a lot of teams that have, moved into the 410 division and realized those dreams some have been more successful than others and and uh but still they're they're doing what they want to do and we we you know encourage that and and support them but by the same reason we're we're always we put our teams first the teams that are doing this first so saturday uh we're excited because it's a day about those teams about the people that are, are running race saver only pretty much only able to run race saver 99% of the teams that are running on on Saturday are going to be exclusive race saver teams and so we're, we're hoping that everybody gets out we get some fans out and really appreciate the racing the track surface the fun the atmosphere on Saturday uh, we we so much appreciate all you've done and 
and we, we look forward to a, a great day on Saturday. Yep, so am I also, and I can't wait to see you all Saturday. Thanks a lot. We'll see you there. See you then. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Good night. Well, Frank, that was that was quite a show. Uh, it's going to be one of our longer shows yet, so we're going to wrap it up. What do you What do you think? I think I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it, and I hope they'll enjoy being with us Saturday night. And let's remind them while we're at it that. Fan Appreciation Night at Port Royal. You can come and see the Keystone Race Saver Challenge for $5. That's right. This Saturday, our gate's going to open at noon, racing, what, 3 o'clock, somewhere around there. Yep. Keep an eye on KeystoneRaceSaverChallenge.com. we got the itinerary, itinerary and everything out there. If you want to sponsor the race, there's links to uh, sponsor laps. You can pay for them online. Laps for the A-Main are $100 and for the Founders Cup, 50 bucks. And some other opportunities. You'll be seeing stuff all week. So we're going to wrap it up for this show. And thanks for letting us come out to play.